Hey, good morning and welcome. Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my long-standing partner of over 20 years, Adam Sunhalter. We are business coaches, and the purpose is to basically, every week, have a podcast that talks about small business owners and some of their trials and tribulations. And uh, what we're going to do today is take, like we usually do, a problem situation that comes up in our weekly coaching, uh, not weekly, actually daily coaching uh, uh, opportunities that we do. We've been doing it, as I say, for over 20 years. And we also do business coaching. That's what we are, business coaches. So we deal with our business, uh, with our clients, and with that, what that means is we basically do the coaching and take something that happened that day and put it into a, a, an hour show or a half hour show. Talking about, uh, you know, real life stuff. We've been doing it for a long time and we own companies ourselves. We, we have counseled people on buying and selling and preparing for getting rid of their company in a variety of ways. We have a lot of fun doing it, and we, uh, we we just enjoy it. We enjoy helping owners of small businesses defined as 1 to 25 employees, and we enjoy helping them. We get a big kick out of it when they succeed, and surprisingly, we have a lot of clients that have succeeded, and that uh, we, we develop what we call the seven keys to success. And if you master those seven keys, your company is going to be profitable, almost guaranteed. So what we're going to do today is have a subject. And that subject is going to be growth. When is your company growing? Is your company growing? Should it be growing? And if it should be, how much is too much? Is there a breaking point or is it infinity? If you can, uh, infinity, not infamy, infinity, infinity, <laughs> infinity. Live in infamy for infinity. <laughs> so if you, you know, if you basically stick with the program, you can get anywhere you want to go. But growing has growing pains, as they like to say, and you go through phases. It's like uh, like when you're a kid and you outgrow your shoes or you outgrow your shirts. It's the same thing. You have to change. You have to change your your focus and your your uh, activities, and your structure. If you continue to grow, you could grow into be another uh, uh, Facebook. You know, I mean, it, it could be pretty much whatever you wanted to do. And not a lot of people get that far. But uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about growth today, and I'm going to turn you over to the growth expert here, Adam Sunhalter. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking you're talking about clothes and, and outgrowing clothes, Jack, and the different styles that happen. I wonder, you know, do things like crop tops come <clears throat> out of that? Right, the crop tops where those shirts are too short, and and you know, people you know show their bellies, or is that where the muscle shirts came from? Right, that that shirts get too small. You just got to just take that, rip the sleeves off to kind of make you. And free out or the the floods that we all love, right? Those short pants. Yeah, you know, is that you know is that where some of those fashion things came from? Or all of a sudden, hey, 
I'm not outgrowing my clothes jackets. It's a new style. You know, you have to you have to get with it, right? So hey, that could be done too. You know, styles are being changed every two days. So that's, that's right. <clears throat> but yeah, it, it's a it's a common thing. And and yes, welcome everybody to this episode three forty two of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. So how much growth is too much? You know, does that does that seem like a strange question to ask? Because I think to your point, Jack, it's one of those things that we hear, whether it be in life or certainly in business, people will talk to you and say, look, if you're not growing, you're dying. That's so heck, common. That's right. What the heck does that even mean, right? Or because or, or, um, what it can do is it can put a lot of pressure on you as a business owner. But if you try to figure out well, what does that mean and how do you how do you kind of plan for that for that growth and and, and what does it look like? So. Maybe a good metaphor. I, I remember when I first started out in Wall Street, Jack, and you know, <laughs> when you when you're when you're young analysts at an investment bank, you work hundred plus hour weeks, which everybody kind of thinks about, but they you know they, they can kind of mentally think about. But if you haven't been through it before, it's kind of a grind, you know. It's every day, seven days a week, you're putting in 12, 14 hour days plus, you know, or you're you know, you aren't sleeping, you're you're putting in twenty four hour days or a couple days in a row. And I had, had a guy come up to me pretty early on. He said, "Look, he said, you know, this is a." Uh, this is a marathon, not a sprint, right? <laughs> I kind of stopped. Like, what? Do you, what do you mean? He goes, well, again, you can't keep this pace up. You know, you're you're a few months in, and man, you know, you, you you're running those sprints, right? You're you're running your best time. It's like, okay, well, picture that for that marathon, right? That, well, maybe that first mile or two, you come out of the gate real good, but are you keeping that up for twenty six point two miles, Jack? That's you know, you know, if you keep doing that for so long, at some point you hit that wall, don't you? Where you you know, you, it's all you can do to put one foot in front of the other, just to kind of keep moving forward, let alone making great time from that standpoint. Yeah, you have to, you have to slow down. You have to basically take a break. You, you, uh, you can't just keep growing, growing, growing at that pace. You got to pace yourself, as they say. But, but I think it's a good metaphor, Jack, for small business because it can often feel like. It can feel like that marathon where it's a it's a very long race. It's one of those things that that only the crazy people start to kind of do, right? I mean, who who does, goes out and starts to run a marathon, right? It's, it's a crazy person, right? So who goes out and starts a business? And a lot of people's minds that they're thinking it's that, it's that crazy person again. Um, but at the end of the day, <laughs> it can feel like that. It can feel like running a business is a bunch of these wind sprints within that marathon. You know, and so if you think about your business, you know, if, if you've been in business for, let's say, six or eight or 10 years, you, you can probably look back and think about this. You know, when you first started off, now depending on how you started, some people start off with, with the big bang. And then also they start off and, and it's like, bam, you know, they're they're profitable from day one. They're growing. All of a sudden they're in six figures or seven figures pretty quickly. Some folks, it takes a little bit longer. It's a little, it's a little it, it, you know, it takes a little more of a grind. You know, it's grinding to get those first dollars coming in. And maybe it takes them a year or two to get the profitability, Jack. And then they start hit, hit their stride. So whatever your story might be, chances are, again, if you've been around for six, eight, ten years, you've been through some of these wind sprints, so to speak, right? Where you, you're constantly going. And and one of the things that, 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 Jack, you mentioned at the outset here about our seven keys, is trying to get people to, and the way we define success is growing sustainable profits. So the sustainable thing, what the hell does that mean? What's sustainable mean? Well, it means you can keep doing it, right? Again, those wind sprints, constantly being in wind sprint mode isn't sustainable. Not sustainable for you as an owner. So how do you prepare yourself for this growth? And again, how do you figure out how much is too much? And so one of the first places we always start, come back to our seven keys, Jack, is the profit plan. And for those of you who listen to the show or 
uh, who have met us off the air, you know we're very big fans of the Profit Plan. And the Profit Plan, for those of you who are new to the Profit Plan, that is what people often call a budget, which is an awful word. But again, it's it's forecasting out your sales, your expenses, and your profits. And one of the great things about the Profit Plan, Jack, is it includes everything in your business. All your customers, all your employees, all your vendors, all the activity show up there. So the question becomes, well, how do we fulfill all this demand that we see for our products and services? How much demand do we see? What's it look like? And are we growing? So if we're at a million dollars last year, Jack, and we're at the time now where we're recording this podcast, we're in, in November now. And actually, this is going to air. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. I think this is going to air on Thanksgiving Day. So for those of you who are listening on Thanksgiving Day, happy Turkey Day here in here in the U.S. Um, but you know, getting the plans down, we're in planning mode. So hey, if you're at a million bucks this year in sales, what's your goal for next year? Well, how many people do you know would put, put together a goal that says, well, we're, we're going to make 800000 next year, Jack, instead of a million? We're going to go down. How often do you hear that? Never. Even when they're they're drowning, it's still you know the the focus is always on more, always on more growth. And it you know companies go through phases. It's these phases are very important to realize. You know you start out and you're it, it takes you a couple of years to get to a million dollars in revenue. All right, to get there now, can you? go to 2 million and 3 million with the same number of people and the same people that you have in your organization now. No, your vendors change, your employees change, your customers change, your, the dynamics are always changing. You outgrow your space. You, you, uh, you know, partner with people who don't necessarily work out. You hire people who, who don't work out and every once in a while you get a real gym and you, you have opportunities to build more. But to kind of hold, and we're talking sales usually and profit. Those are the two things that you got to focus on. So when you say grow, you just grow for the sake of growing. And if your your sales go up, do your profits automatically go up, or you're just spinning wheels? Are you just uh, you, you change your philosophy, you change your focus, you change your people? If there's anything that changes, it's a small business that's growing. So when do you stop? And work-life balance seems to be the, the catch-all today in, in today's business, and people are trying to find good ways to do that. So growing like we used to grow uh, is being modified now. It's, it's changing in our culture. Well, there, there are a couple of things that often hold you back. You talk about one of them, which is key, Jack, which is your people. You know, so again, you know, as much as we love to, and we think about when we're when we're hiring mm -hmm. somebody, we always we always hope that we're hiring them for life, Jack. Right? We're gonna bring this person on, and they're gonna be they're gonna be great. They're gonna grow with us, and they're with us for the next twenty years. It's gonna be fantastic. They're gonna finish their, their career with us, and, and it'll be great. And that happens once in a while, All right? But to your point, usually it's a it, it's a it's a churn, and. The kind of folks, I think that's part of what you're kind of alluding to before, Jack, is the folks that may have helped you get to that first million aren't necessarily the same people who help get you to that second or third million. Right. Right. You know, because what happens is that, that that might be enough for them. Hey, this is good. Let's kind of keep it at this level. Let's try to maintain this level versus trying to grow. And 
Yeah. So, so having the people in place. So, so, so how does your team line up with all this growth? Are they excited about it? You know, if you're excited about it, are they excited about it <laughs> or are they feeling stressed out about it? Do they, do they know what the plans are for the, for, for the growth this year? Um, are they helping you or are they holding you back? And so one of the things that we often see that holds back growth, Jack, is the people side of stuff. And so, you know, we had a client years ago, um, we started out with them. They've been around for 15, 18 years, something like this. And, and, and they had just gotten stuck. They got stuck maybe five years in. So they've been kind of, they've been kind of bumping along for about, you know, eight, 10, 12 years in terms of similar size, in terms of, you know, sales, profits. They, they couldn't figure out how to start to break through this. And it became pretty apparent to us pretty quickly, Jack, that the, 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 the thing, the first thing holding them back was their people. You know, at that point, they had, I think, it was seven or eight employees. And, um, you know, a lot of them had very, you know, were very limited. And especially for them, you know, when it comes to people, not that they aren't all created equally, but, you know, when it comes to growth, one of the key things you often need is somebody that handle the administrative stuff. All right. So you have all the things that, that go on in running a business that most people don't necessarily start a business to do. So whether it be the planning or all the regulations or the, the you know, taking care of HR and recruiting or taking care of you know, <laughs> financial, a lot of stuff that, that, that starts to happen as the company starts to grow, that becomes a much more important piece. And so in this case, I think it was maybe, it was maybe three months in and and you know the client was coming to our to our regular meetings and and it, it never failed in that in, in that first several months that they'd bring this person up and not a, not in a positive light they'd be complaining about this person things that they weren't doing but then there was always followed by but hey that person's been with us since almost day one they've helped us kind of get you know and so there's a lot of emotion attached to that and that's very true <clears> for a small business because we get to know our people Jack they aren't necessarily just numbers on a piece of paper or, or, or names in a spreadsheet. They're real people that you get to know. You get to know them, you get to know their families and their friends and their, and their lives and what's going on in their lives. And so that can make it very difficult to have to cut ties with somebody because you become tied in with them. And so with this client, it took them and we, we, we said, look, you know, we're done talking about this person. You know, you, you know, in our, in our view, this person is kind of tapped out and they're holding it back. And it took that client almost a year, Jack, to make that change. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the change came because they saw something was happening where something didn't get billed out. It was it was a significant, it was six, eight, ten grand that, that, that this wound up costing them. So there's finally some, you know, there was something that just kept on you know being obvious. And it came down to some money that that, that it cost them. So look at it, it gave them the, the impetus, I guess, to make that change. And and lo and behold, what happened was once that person left, within the first few weeks, they discovered a lot of other things that were going on that this person was hiding in terms of things that they that, that, that they weren't doing or inefficiencies in the ways that they were doing things. Because the way they were doing things, Jack, was the way that they'd done things 12 years ago, not the way things were being done today. And so long story short, this was that, that first person that changed out. Well, over the course of the next year, year and a half, only one of the original people survived. The other six or eight people all got changed out. Plus, they were able to add people because they started to grow. Magically, they started to grow, Jack. And within a couple of years, they doubled the size of the business. Now, the people was the biggest part of that because they had demand for their product and service. 
but they weren't necessarily fulfilling the way they should. And the reason the owner came to us is, is the owner said, I don't have confidence that if I bring more stuff in, that it's going to be fulfilled the way I'm promising it's going to be fulfilled. So the owner knew that, hey, <laughs> there's there's something going on here. So the people are a big part of this, Jack, a big part of what either can help accelerate or accentuate the growth or hold you back. Because if your people aren't there helping you out, guess where that falls? Guess where all the stresses and everything else falls? <laughs> right on your shoulders as the owner. Because <laughs> it's your business and you're going you're gonna to try to figure things out, but there's only 24 hours in the day. There's only one of you. And eventually those wind sprints, you can't keep running them nonstop, right? So <clears throat> if you're if you're wrestling with this issue or you've had some of those growing pains that, that Jack was talking about, one of the first places we would encourage you to take a look is, is look at your people. And if you have just one other good person, I think you were trying to reference that, Jack, if you have one good person, they can make a huge difference in your organization. So do you have that one person you can build on within your organization yet? All the difference in the world. You know, it, it, uh, it allows you to accomplish your goals. It gives you, uh, we are talking about having a good person here. The person wears lots of hats. Keeps your sanity. Makes your decisions better for the most part. Because you aren't, you know, it, it can get very taxing sometimes to be the owner and be the only one making the decisions, significant ones. You know, you, you, you need somebody to talk to. Everyone does. And especially if you're trying to grow a company, you got a few bozos in key spots, you're just going to have nothing but headaches. So why grow for the sake of growing? Because uh, it's usually a top line uh, decision being made. Take this job or, or we got to sell more. Let's get the sales plan down. Uh, and if all of a sudden you don't have good people with good processes, what you're going to do is basically lose money. There's nothing worse than that. You know, we can go into business and have lots of headaches, right? Uh, that's no fun. You know, you can find a lot of things to take your money and, and uh, give you headaches. What do you have to do it for in your business? You don't. And this quest to grow and you think you're doing good, you're making more sales and, but geez, I just can't make, I can't have any money left over. What do I do? What am I doing wrong? There are simple answers to this stuff. And with a little bit of discipline, you know, you can put in good practices in your company, however small you are. We deal with companies under 25 employees. Every once in a while, we wander off the reservation and do a big one. We uh, quickly hurry back to the small ones. Right. Well, so, the, so yeah, when, when, is, when is too much growth? Well, so the, so, so the people is a big part, Jack. I think it's a second big part. Again, and this all, keep in mind, we frame it within the profit plans. The profit plan brings these things to the surface. You have to kind of talk about these things, right? You talk about your customers. You talk about your products and services. You talk about your people. You talk about your vendors. All, you, you talk about all this. That stuff's all there. So the profit plan and the people are a big thing. I think another big thing, Jack, and this is one of the things, again, that helps to, I think, limit the ability to grow is systems. Mm -hmm. Systems, right? And so what the heck does that mean? Do you hear that? That's another popular word. What kind of systems do you have in place? Well, you're talking about IT systems or non-IT systems or some other kind of yes. systems? Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Yes is the answer, right? So how do you automate something? And there's a... There's a there's a uh, um, 
discussions going on where it's, you know, it's being talked about where the idea of getting systems in place and the business is going to run itself and people are chasing a lot of passive income stuff, right? And, and, and real estate's probably one of those big areas that people chase passive income. And that's great. It's passive from the standpoint, as long as the real estate's working fine, as long as you have tenants in there who are paying their bills on time and things aren't breaking and there's not any kind of leaks or there's not kind of a, an environmental issue going on, right? Then yeah, sure, it could be it could be good. But guess what? That stuff happens. Things 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 come about. Same thing's true for your business. So people say, hey, I can get a system in place, Jack, and just start using that system and, and it's good to go. And I can just move on. But systems are living, breathing things. You got to manage those things to keep up with the growth. This is something worked for your system. You know, if you look at a lot of these, again, you know, we have a lot of experience, Jack, and and we have a lot of experience that predates computers too. And we've also transitioned through computers and, and seeing stuff and how things work. So, you know, things that you were doing 20 years ago, those systems still work? What are you still doing today that you were doing 20 years ago? There's probably a few things you're still doing, I'm guessing. But I got to believe the vast majority of stuff has changed. If, if for no other reason, these silly little smartphones, these, you know, these cell phones that we have here, Jack, right? Oh, look how it's transitioned. Sure, it's transitioned. Right. Uh, yeah. And, you know, so if, if you look at business <clears> 20 <throat> years ago, 30 years ago versus where it is today, you know, when I first started my career, you know, email was just, was just starting to be a thing. You know, and, you know, when I was doing research, you know, I go back to, to my Wall Street days, Jack, and I was doing research on a company, I couldn't Google them. You know, we had to call places and they would they would print off reports, 10Ks and 10Qs and anything else we'd, we'd want that all these companies, would, and they literally would deliver stacks of documents, Jack, right? We, we, we'd be waiting, you know, eating dinner, waiting for a delivery to come so we could do our analysis that night. But we have to wait for stuff to kind of come. That was the system. Holy cow, how many hours, how many hours a week did I spend waiting for, for, for documents, Jack? Versus today, instantaneous. It's right there at your fingertips, you know? Uh, whole different world. What about the, the the office of tomorrow and the if, if there is an office? <laughs> That's and, a great question. I mean, fundamentally, basic things are you know the, the support apparatus that you used to have. It's going to even get better, more condensed into the phone and and uh, robotics. I I can't even you know, any anyone can speculate. So, but it's going to be very very different. That's for sure. Well, one of those things that, that, you know, I guess what I would put in the systems, Jack, is things like regular meetings. So we talk about a lot. All right. Just, and so that having a meeting, I think is a very important. And that's probably, that's been important for, for, for decades, Jack. Would you, would you say that's, you know, that's something that's held true having regular meetings with, with your team? Sure. Now sure. how that happens though is very different. <clears throat> yeah. I've heard you tell your stories numerous times where you'd be talking about, you know, different shifts working and here you are. Physically, they're up addressing the crowd, right? Addressing the team. Well, in today's day and age, you start using technology, perhaps. So it could be, hey, we're all getting on a phone call or a Zoom call, or I'm sending out an email, or I'm doing this. So there's, there's different ways, all of a sudden, different things you can kind of put into place. Um, there are different things we can use now. All of a sudden, cameras are everywhere, Jack. Holy cow, right? Again, you know, the, the, the proliferation of, of cameras and things being recorded. So... Is that a good system to have in place? Do you want some cameras around my around my place? Do, yeah. Do you have cameras in your in your remote workers' homes to see that they're working, right? Hey, look at I see on the camera there's nobody at the desk, Jack. What's going on? Right. 
What do you what do you do? How do you how do you manage that? You know that team. How, how does that work? You know, so there's 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 those systems where again, what are those key systems? If you try to think about, is there is there one thing? If there's one thing that you could fix, that would help tremendously for you. It usually starts with those one thing. And I know you're very fond of saying this, Jack. You've said it for you know, for years to people, and I don't know how many of them listen, but. You say, look, if you can get one or two big things accomplished during the course of the year, that's that's fantastic. It's hard to get more than one or two things like that in place. It's just it, 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 it's just not realistic because day to day there's things coming at you because you don't just you don't just stop working for for a couple of weeks and just work on your systems. You're working on them within the business running, and so if you try to prioritize, say, hey, what? if I could fix one system in our business, Jack, that would help us or to get us ready for this growth, because we're having some growth here. And all of a sudden I'm starting to kind of feel the, the wheels and the bus are shaking a little bit. Okay. How do I, how do I calm those things down? And if it's not a person going to come back to our people issue, it might, it, it might be a system issue. And so those are a couple of areas that we often will, will dig into with people as they're experiencing some of these growth pains. And, you know, would you believe it, Jack, that, People actually grow out of business versus, sure. just, versus just go out of business, right? The, the growing out of business is, hey, there's so many things coming at you so fast, you can't keep up. Versus the opposite end of that where, hey, we're going out of business because it feels like, hey, there's there's no more demand for our for our product and service, Jack. So we're having to go out, you know, we're having to go out of business now. But we have seen people grow out of business. Things just happen so fast, they can't keep up. And it usually comes back to not having enough good people or good systems in place to be able to manage that growth. Yeah, a new system, even if it doesn't look complicated, it is complicated. It's very disruptive. And you, know, you have to have a team, if, and that team is going to be internal workers pulled off their job from some doing something else. Or they're going to be 1099s, as they like to refer, and uh, basically supplement the workforce so that you can you know, get these new systems down. But why do you want to get the new systems? Because you want to grow. Well, why do you want to grow? Uh, make more money, you know, just uh, have a bigger name, have more more reach. Well, why? Yeah, hey, look, guy, don't talk to me. I, yeah, you're crazy. I want to make more profits. So... What do I care about uh, my personal life at this point? Yeah, this is fun. I'm making a lot of money. I can make even more. Well, there's more to life than that. And and uh, growing just for the sake of growing, which 90% of businesses are in existence for. They're not blindly going, at, well, it is somewhat blind. They're, they're going to keep getting bigger and bigger in their projections and their goals. If they meet them, they keep going until all of a sudden, they aren't going. Then what happens? So, right. <laughs> this is a very uh, personal question, Jack. I think that's what you, I think is what you're alluding to, right? There, there's no answer to the question of how much growth is too much. It depends. Well, for you, because everybody's a little bit different. And so, you know, I guess I'll come back to that sustainable word again, Jack. I think if you put that word sustainable in front of it, that to me is what is key. I could I, I talk now, you know, 20 years later about my 120 hour weeks, Jack. Because they're in the rearview mirror, and that's what I was doing when I was in my twenties. Now, as I approach fifty, I have no desire to work hundred twenty-hour weeks, Jack. <laughs> Not the way I was doing it then. It wasn't sustainable. 
plus I have other things I want to do. Your point, there's other things I was looking to do in life. Yeah, married and kids and volunteer, just other stuff, other experiences besides just working. Mm-hmm. And so it comes down to for you, what 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 would be sustainable growth for you? Because a big part of this too is we, people lose sight of having fun in the business, Jack, and enjoying themselves. It happens all the time. And it's not, it happens at one moment. It kind of happens over time. They start to lose their enthusiasm for what's going on, right? And so it's a very personal question for you to answer in terms of how much growth is too much growth. And don't feel guilty if you aren't growing as fast as everybody else wants you to grow. You might have the business to the point where you're feeling pretty good about it. So then you have to work to maintain the business. Maybe you're working to grow it, but you're working to maintain it. If you have good profits and you have a, a, a good, you mentioned earlier, Jack, that popular phrase of work-life balance, if all those things are feeling pretty good with you, okay. What's wrong with maintaining that position for a little while? Absolutely nothing, Adam. Absolutely nothing. People don't take time out. So many people don't take time out to to explore that and try it. <clears throat> so it's a big deal. Should well, be treated as such. Oh, yeah. I think at those <clears throat> points, those are the times where you want to prepare for that growth. And we've been with it with people through, you know, in different ways like that, Jack, right? We've been with clients who are the, the big time, you know, driven folks that want to make it happen yesterday. And we have to literally pull on the reins and slow them down a lot, okay? Because they constantly want to go, 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 go. And realizing that, hey, we can't keep doing that. You're going to grow right out of business. You really are. And so depends on where you're at. Depends where you're at in life, how you are, how you are normally. But there's no, there's no wrong answer to this. But it's a very personal question. So don't let somebody else answer this question for you about how much growth is too much growth. Right. <clears throat> You know, one of the things I love about small business, Jack, is you can keep your hands around stuff. So the way we've gotten involved, and I know you've gotten involved over the years in multiple businesses, is because you can keep your hands around stuff in a small business. You know, if you've got a business doing half a million, a million, two million in sales, versus one doing 10, 20, 30 million in sales. Well, you can oversee a couple of companies that are doing a couple million in sales, Jack, mm-hmm. and still have a good idea what's kind of going on and still have a, a pretty good sense of life. <laughs> That's right. It's not too hard at all. So again, it comes back to what do you want to do? Again, a big part of entrepreneurship and, and getting into business for yourself, we hear this all the time, Jack. They People love having control over their schedule. Now, is that always the case? Well, no, because you have people. You, you, know, you got to respond to customers. You got to respond to employees. You know, things happen. I guess what that, somebody joked years ago, said, well, you get to choose which eight or 10 or 12 hours a day you you want to work, Jack. It isn't just nine to five. You can kind of pick where where within is you kind of fit your life in there, which is that's okay. That's not, you know, so a big part of what we want to make sure again, this this show is geared towards small business owners. Let's make sure you don't lose the joy of why you wanted to get into business, why it's it's so much fun to be in business for yourself. Too many folks have lost that joy, Jack. I think because Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I think that because they've been they've been giving into this pressure of having to grow all the time. So that's why we want to kind of address this because we know it's an issue we see a lot. We see it a lot. And <clears throat> again, you can almost feel bad if you have to take that, again, picture that, 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 that scenario I laid out earlier, right? Going from, hey, we're at a million bucks last year, Jack. Now we're going we're to project a 20% decrease and feel good about it. 
It's okay, right? Maybe you're going to decrease your sales, but you're going to increase your profits. Or you're going to decrease headaches and increase your joy. That's okay, because keep in mind, it's a marathon. And I've never run a marathon. I, I, I know you got into running a little bit uh, uh, later in life, Jack. You were doing a bunch of you know 5Ks, 10K type stuff. But I can picture it because because I, I, I've been through other marathons in my life, and you know there's a it's an ebb and flow. There's there's an ebb and flow to it, you know. And so maybe there's stuff going on in your personal life where you just have to you have to kind of back down a little bit. You know, hey, it'd be better to have twenty percent less headaches next year. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Keep in mind, this is your business. This is your business, and I think we often lose sight of that. As of all the all the other folks kind of coming at us, Jack. So let's let's keep in mind it's our business. Let us define how much growth is too much growth for us. Yep. What do I want? I don't want to be uh, uh, the richest man in the world. I know that. So let's come down from that. And keep coming down till it makes sense. Right. You know, <laughs> that's a pretty lofty perch to start up. You got you work way down, right? So. So that's what we're trying to talk about here. And again, we, we know it's a common frustration, a common challenge, and especially for those, those of you in small business that have been around for a while. So again, you've been around six, eight, 10 years, chances you've been through this stuff. And the question becomes, okay, what does that next six, eight, 10 years look like? Does it look similar to your, your prior six, eight, 10 years, or do you want it to be different? And what we're saying is, hey, you have the choice to make it different. However fast you want to grow or not grow, it's okay. It's okay. Good. <laughs> All right. So that's that's the show for this week. We appreciate you listening as always. Uh, if you like what you heard, like we mentioned, this is episode 342. So we have 341 other episodes over the last six plus years we've been doing this. You can get them all at our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com. If you go there, you'll see an episodes button. You can click on there and you'll see a search bar. You can type in whatever topic you're looking for or questions you've got and it'll feed back to you whatever shows we've covered on that topic. If you don't find one that suits your needs, why don't you shoot us an email at radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a call, 330-849-0670. I'll be happy to answer your question directly for you or do much like we did today, put together a show for our audience to listen to as well to answer the question. Because again, chances are if you have that question, somebody else does as well, and they'll appreciate you asking the question. Better yet, if you're listening to this on a podcast on your favorite podcast player, whether it be iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, if you search for it, in your podcast player, search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business. You can subscribe to our show. We usually drop a new episode every Thursday morning, so you can get all the, the current as well as prior episodes there as well. And if you love what you're here, we'd, we, we'd be grateful for you leaving a, a five-star review for us and sharing it with your friends. So, so that's what we've got for you this week. Thanks again for being part of, your, a part of our show. We'll talk to you all next week. Thank you. Thank you.